often we have people that, that are back home or in the countries we've spent a lot more time in and starting fresh all over again is quite, quite a scary concept for a lot of people. You're listening to The Swedish Podcast, hosted by Jill Leckie and Kat Trigarski in conversations about the paradox of life between two cultures. How do you build lasting, strong friendships in a foreign country? It's one of the most commonly asked questions when people move abroad, really wanting to find their own community in their village. So we got in an expert. Sam Govinder from Girl Gone International has spent many years organising activities and events for women to make friends and build their village. We put to her the very question, how does one build lasting friendships in a foreign country? Welcome, Sam. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Now, uh, Kat, you uh, introduced me to Sam but I think I actually might have met Sam randomly in a gym before somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we did, didn't we? I suddenly realized when I met you last week on Zoom, I was like, I think that's that Sam. <laughs> oh my God, that was quite a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yes. Thanks to Joe. If you're listening, Joe, that was you. You, you hooked us up there. <laughs> she's awesome how are you this week sam i'm good i'm good definitely yeah good with your um expertise in community building through girl gone international we thought you might be the best person to talk to about how you create your village when you come to a new country or you come to a new place um how you go about braving making friends especially if you are a little bit older than a teenager um so yeah i mean we've had lots of questions come in from our audience but before we get started on those can you tell us a little bit about your origin story how did you come to come to be in sweden yeah of course Uh, like you mentioned i'm originally from south africa and moved to London not not much longer after I finished school. Worked there for a few years where I met my ex and we decided to move to Sweden. Uh, so I moved to Sweden, didn't have a job, I mean alone, but with my ex, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know anybody. And naturally all of his friends become my friends. He lived in Sweden for a little bit uh, before I moved. So he moved over first. And it's such an adjustment when it comes to coming over as a partner that doesn't have the job, that moves over and has to start in a new country without the support of having colleagues or, uh, you know, fellow students if, you, if you're coming over to study. It's a, it's a bit of a challenge. And I think that for me, uh, I fit into that uh, category where you have all of your partner's friends as your friends. You know, all of their colleagues becomes your friends. And only only when I left him that I realized, oh no, I'm alone in Stockholm and I really need to find my own network of people. I really need to make my own friends. 
and uh, that's when I found Girl Gone International. Mm -hmm. For those of us who don't know a little bit about or who have never been to a Girl Gone International event, could you give us a bit of an idea about what they entail? Yes, definitely. So we're a community of, I think we have over 200 uh, groups around the world in different cities. And it started off with Anne Scott, who was, I guess, like a lot of us, moving away from her home country. And she had been traveling to different cities uh, for work and wanted to meet people, wanted to make friends and form a network of people. So she was in Hamburg at the time and wrote a message in a group to meet people and as that group grew and people moved away from Hamburg to other cities. Mm. They started little groups there. And that's how Gogon International started. Mm. Uh, it's like you and me. And I, I love the idea that anybody moves, that moves to a city that has a Gogon International community has the support uh, from other women that's done exactly the same thing. Uh, it's not only for people that are moving to new cities. I know in Stockholm alone, there's a lot of local Swedish women that are in the group, not just people from Stockholm, but also women from other parts of Sweden that moved over and also needs to find their network or mm. want to meet international women as mm. well. Uh, we do events, of course, it's a little bit changed now with COVID, uh, but normally we do uh, in-person events and we get to meet each other. And it can be a variety of things. It all depends on the person that's hosting the event. And it's such an amazing opportunity for people to meet different women from all over the world. So if somebody was listening to this and suddenly went, oh my God, this is the answer to my prayers. How do they get in touch with Girl Gone International? How do they start that kind of relationship with the group here? Uh, so we are on Facebook and that is where we add all of our events and also where you become part of the community. There's also a website that you can join, which is like gogoninternational.com. And uh, on the website, you'd be able to see all of the cities that we have groups in. Mm -hmm. So not only in the Stockholm group, but we have quite a few in different parts of Sweden and around the world. So even if you are living in one city, but traveling to another, you can meet people even on holiday which is what's something that I do <laughs> you know I think it's quite useful to get tips about the places you want to go to and also you know if you're a solo traveler or even if you, you're going with friends or your partner or family it's nice to be able to have connections in those cities as well hmm. uh, with regard to the Facebook group you just uh, it is a private group because we we do try to keep the group a safe space for for women or people that identify as women and you know just click to join and the community managers will add you to the group quite easy to find on facebook now that it was really interesting what you were saying about using it when traveling that you can use all the different chapters in different countries and cities i'd never thought about doing that before but that's a that's a super tip it's something that i started using quite a lot now especially for places that I haven't been to yet and I'm I have I'm still planning trips to go to it's nice to get a feel of the place uh you know often these groups are such a good source for information things like 
you know, you just search in the group and you find like restaurants or things you want to see or things you want to do. And often the information is already in the group that other people have asked questions already, mm. uh, which is quite good. But in Stockholm as well, we have a lot of people that message us to say, uh, you know, they're coming over for a week or a few days. And what, what suggestions do you have? I think that what appeals to me most about this group is that there are no preconditions to joining it. Apart from obviously, you, you know, being a be a woman or somebody who identifies as, as, as a woman. Um, I just like, you know, there's no labels on it. So there's no like professional women's network or business women or mum or entrepreneur or startup. There's not, there's none of that, you know, kind of subcategorization that so often goes on in, in, in groups like this. So it's just like, you know, you just join and then you just, and it's about social Socializing and having fun and entertaining each other and meeting people and I just yeah I think it's a I think it's such a great concept for for today for this day and age. I I really wish it was active at the point when I first moved to Sweden. I think uh, I definitely struggled a bit when I first moved here to make friends and meet people. It it is a bit difficult to get yourself to be to get out of your comfort zone. I think we're so used to just going out and meeting people easily, but I think in, in different countries, there's different rules of, of, of like socializing. And uh, it was, for me, it was a bit of a culture shock when I first moved to Sweden. Luckily with Meetup, which is the platform that Gulgan International was on initially, and there's so many different groups and social groups that you can join in Sweden. That, like you, like you mentioned, there are things, there are groups for for women that's in the professional network, or uh, people that enjoy uh, like bouldering, or people that enjoy hiking. You know, this you can find your people mm. easily now in Stockholm. I think it's changed so much since I moved here ten years ago. Yeah, I think there's a massive difference between between how it used to be, yeah, and how it is now, and I think maybe. The proliferation of all these apps helps enormously but i think the city has also changed and i think sweden has changed a little bit as well it seems a little more a little more open i was gonna say i've only been here for six years and i even i think that there's been a rapid um escalation in the number of ways in which you can quite easily meet people that that are in the same boat as you um because when i i remember when i came here i think the only thing that was really easily accessible and that even wasn't that easily accessible was there was this like expat center or something which was a private members club essentially and you, there was criteria that you had to meet in order to 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 join that club that with the help of um platforms and social media and forums and it's allowed these people to create little villages of niche interests but I still think even though these things have come along there is still a huge problem with women of a certain age meeting people finding their tribe you know i can't speak for other countries but i know that it's the case in sweden how do we get the message out there to these to these people who are looking for it that that it's there i mean it's so hard to reach all of these people you know it's uh 
it's really scary to put yourself out there. Mm. I think the older we get, the more difficult it is because we know what we like and what we don't like. And also maybe because often we have people that, that are back home or in the countries we've spent a lot more time in and starting fresh all over again is mm. quite, quite a scary concept for a lot of people. And I know when I was the community manager of the Stockholm group that it was such a challenge for a lot of people, even if the group had been running for many years at that point, I have often had messages, private messages from people saying, I'm really nervous. I just want to make sure, you know, exactly where you're going to be at the venue. And you see in the messages of how nervous these people are. Mm. But I promise you, the minute they come for the event, you see them thriving. The next day, they send you a message and they're like, oh, I went for coffee with some of the girls that I met. Or, you know, it's very, very quick that they form these relationships with uh, the other members of the group. And the group itself is quite a supportive community. So whatever somebody, if somebody types in a question, Uh, There's loads of people that will answer, that will help each other out. And it's anything from like, what type of milk can I get to uh, the more serious uh, conversations? Like I I need help with my mental health. Where do I get a therapist? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what are your tips on a specific situation? And it's, it's something that I think every city should have and that's our goal with Girl Gone International going forward uh, mainly because we must having that network you want to be able to ask a friend for advice and coming over to a new city and being alone not having that friends and people to reach out to is it's something that we want to sort of bridge that gap for people. I mean I know that when I first arrived here like I really suffered a massive loss of identity because a lot of things happened when i moved over here um, that that not just the move to a different country but you know lots of things changed personally for me which kind of stripped me of everything that i knew before i arrived here and um and i i do often wonder you know it's so hard when you move to a new country to contend with that loss of identity and to wrestle back into feeling a little bit just like yourself like you did feel when you were back home in your own country and i i you know to have something like girl gone international there as a kind of support mechanism to even if as you as you were just saying to be able to ask the questions that you know normally you would know off the top of your head in your home country and to give you that little sense of security it's those little pieces those little jigsaw puzzle pieces that kind of help you put your identity in a foreign country your new identity in a foreign country back together again it's also the comfort of meeting people that are similar to you similar and also totally different uh so you have women from all over the world they are women of all ages in the group and it's you know not just 20 somethings 30 something 40 somethings it goes it goes right up to like 70s uh which i love and everybody meets they go in the same room and everybody gets along you have people that are students uh you know trailing spouses or like 
CEOs of their own company, anything and anything uh, in between. And everybody has the same aim to relax, mm-hmm. to meet new people and to make these connections with other, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the thing for me is that we all have such different like upbringings, cultures, places we're from, but we have this, this bond, this link where we are trying to form this identity in a place where we do feel foreign. We do feel like we, you know, sticking out a little bit. And, and that's the, that's the link between all of us. I remember when I first arrived on two separate occasions going to something and then no one being there. Oh, no. And, you know, one was in a hotel bar and nobody was there and the other one was in a, was in a pub on Gamlastan and no one was there. And just sort of being on your own, like a female and walking around these places, trying to like look for people. Are you the international people oh. I'm looking for? <laughs> and just feeling so, so awkward. And then even when that realisation sinks in that, that they're not there and you have to just sort of turn around and walk out of this place again. Oh, no. And it's just uh, terrible. <laughs> I have to say that I was one of those uh, nervous people when I first joined my first event. So the group was run by somebody else uh, for about a year at the point of me going for my first event. I had, uh, I was not in the best place and, you know, super nervous about going like going out there putting myself out there meeting new people I actually convinced I was renting a room from somebody and I convinced this woman to come with me (laughs) hadn't known her for that long anyway Um, (laughs) and went for this first event I I think you fear that you're going to go there like you mentioned and you're not going to find them for one or worse you go there and you have nothing in common with anybody there and you're like nobody wants Mm. to talk to you and I think I was so convinced that that was going to happen. I was going to go and, you know, be all alone. But obviously it wasn't the case because I very quickly became a host and then community manager. <laughs> um, and you, you bond with people so much quicker. And I think with Dalgon International and our events is a little bit different because we do try to make it as informative as possible for people before they even come. And even when they do, uh, you know, if like if I'm hosting the event, I'm there much earlier than the time it needs to be. I, you know, send a picture out to say where I'm sitting, uh, what I'm wearing, if people I'm not sure. And, you know, just so that you're not that person walking in and can't find me. It's also the flip side though, right? There's so many times that I will be hosting an event and I like approach random people that don't even know about the event. <laughs> Hey, I'm with Girls on International. Are you, you know, are you here for the event? And and often you have people joining that doesn't even know about the group because awesome. like smiling like an idiot. Like, Welcome, come over. You know. <laughs> Shall we do some of the questions that we had from yeah, I'm really listeners? Excited. This is a really good question. Um, so, say for example, you've lived in a country for a while and you've made friends with expats there um but they start some of your friend your expat friends start to return home a have you experienced that and b have you experienced a kind of grief process involved in that and if so how do you stay in touch with them after they go back home 
I, I've been through it so many times, and especially with being part of Gorgon International from like 2014, so it's quite a long time. There's so many wonderful people that I've met uh, over this time where they do return home, they go to the new, new cities, and uh, some of them even started Gorgon International communities in those cities. I think that it's just the same as trying to keep in contact with our family and friends from our home cities. We just make it a priority to keep in contact. Uh, mm. I know definitely this last year changed and like we bridged the gap between communicating with people because we forced to, because we can't travel as much. And I know the way I communicate with my family and friends that I, I hold dear to me is so different to how I used to when I could just jump on a plane and go visit people. We definitely set time where we make each other a priority. And you, you also have to have that knowledge that it doesn't mean that you're not in contact with somebody every single day, that you're not thinking mm. about them or you don't, it's not that you don't care. It, you know, life can sometimes get in the way. And a lot mm. of my close friends, I can go a long period of not speaking and then you do speak and then it feels like no time has passed. Yeah. Definitely yeah. with like video calls or uh, WhatsApp calls or whatever platform you, you would use. It, it makes a massive difference. I think if you see the person face to face, you kind of feel like you're not so far away. But the grieving process is real. It is really difficult when you bond with somebody, especially for people that don't have their families here. And our friends become our family. And when they leave, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, now, I have mixed feelings about this, this subject. <laughs> um, but friend dating. Um, as we all get a little bit on in life, you know, we can't really or we don't want to deal or go through the process of making friends with someone to only find out later that actually you're not really that compatible as a as a friendship couple. Yes. <laughs> but you know, but how do you feel about it? I mean, obviously with running with being part of the Gorgon uh, international community, I meet so many different people and it does feel like dates all the time. Um, I think it's quite fun to meet different people. You know, mm. you, you can meet somebody and just enjoy that time for that moment, for that event. Or you could go on and, meet and you know, form a, re a relationship with them, form this friendship with them and, you know, keep them in your, in your life so much longer. I think it's kind of fun. I, you know, yeah. even, even people that you don't totally gel with or people that you know, this is a one or two time kind of thing. We'd probably message now and then, but not be in each other's lives. But you have these experiences and, uh, you know, it's it's something that you can take with you going forward. It does, you don't have to be in me. You don't have to uh, like marry the person. <laughs> friendship. Yeah, you know? and, and that's one thing because I think that's quite interesting because I think a lot of people, especially my generation, a lot of people are like kind of feel obligated to continue the friendship. You know, they kind of feel like they get to that point and they're like, oh well, I kind of got to be friends with them now, even though because there's some kind of good girl mentality. 
in, in in there you know oh, i've got to be a good girl i've got to be nice i've got to you know be unselfish and continue this obligation of being friends with somebody that you know not necessarily i think friendship shouldn't feel like an obligation it should feel it should come naturally you know you'd want to spend your time with this person you'd want to have them in your life and it mm. shouldn't be a thing where you feel like oh no I have to meet this person again, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. Um, so there was another interesting question that we had from someone, which I think is, I think is very relevant. It's uh, mental health issues are exacerbated by not living in a tribal community. I think there's something to that. Yeah, definitely. I know for me, I'm quite a social person normally, and when I don't have people in my life, I, I really struggle. Uh, this this last year has been difficult and mm. in many ways, especially since I enjoy going out and meeting new people and, and also my, you know, close friends as well. I think that it's so important for people going to a new city to form these bonds with people, to be able to go out and socialize and, and not be isolated. You know, if you all alone and don't have any anybody to talk to, anybody to, you know, like enjoy the city with, it definitely like loneliness can affect your mental health. And being able to go out and uh, integrate in society a little bit more by meeting people makes a massive difference to how you feel about the city that you've moved to, but also your emotions when it comes to how you feel about yourself being in that city. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, um, I know my personal experience of moving to here um, happened at a time when I also had my first child. And it was for, I would say, the first four months of, of, of her life. Um, it's the loneliest I have ever felt in my entire life just because you know I I hadn't quite figured out how to access the right groups or the right places or I, I don't know I wasn't maybe just my state of mind wasn't in the right place to be able to navigate all of those kind of social constructs and the web and Facebook groups and meetup groups and all that kind of stuff but eventually I did find something which for that particular time in my life was was my little village. Um, and it was a lifesaver. I actually didn't like Stockholm at all when I first moved here. And it mm. wasn't about the city. I mean, we all living here for a while now, so clearly we love it. But mm. I think a big part of it was that I didn't feel like I fit in the city. So mm. it made a big difference when I found my own friends, I found my feet on the ground and, you know, made it my own that yeah. I started to be able to enjoy it and in, and like the person I was I think moving to a new place I know certainly for Stockholm for me I didn't feel like myself at all I felt like I was a stranger in a place and it wasn't my home mm. and it's obviously changed now I've, I I love I love being here and a huge part of that is because of the community that I've built around me. I don't think you're alone in that feeling. I know that when I uh, when I moved here, 
I sort of got into this really bad spiral of um, I, I didn't I was nervous about going out and meeting people. I couldn't find groups that I wanted to join that felt like they were the right fit for me. And so I because I'd come here and had a job, I threw myself into work. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm working too much. I can't possibly, I don't have the time to go out and meet people. And it's it's very difficult mm-hmm. to break out of that once you sort of get locked in. Just to add to that, actually, about work, um, I've just sort of started employed life here in Stockholm. And I feel more like myself now than I have in the last five years. Yes. Oh, this is another interesting question. How do you make good, strong friends when you are older in life? I mean, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, think, I think at any age uh, it applies to, you know, I've, I've met people in their early 20s and pe- met people in their 60s through Golgon International. And everybody has the same insecurities or fear. And, you know, I think when it comes to making friends, good friends, you just have to be consistent. Uh, you know, contact mm-hmm. them regularly, be present in each other's lives. And the, the the easiest thing is to be the type of friend that you want them to be to you. You know, it's, yeah. I, I really believe that it's what you give out, you get back. And that makes mm-hmm. a massive difference. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. random how are you message or phone call. Uh, if you're older like me, <laughs> I quite like speaking for, you know, it, may, it makes a huge difference. It really does. And, yeah. you know, taking life can get busy. You know, there's, there's all different types of people where you have different commitments in life. If you're super busy with work or your children mm. or studying, but taking that time, setting that time aside to say, okay, we're going to go for that dinner. Or we're going to go for that walk. And, before you know it, you form these great relationships with people. I agree. It's all about priorities, absolutely. And prioritizing mm-hmm. friendship and and uh, cultivating them. Um, because I have to admit that I feel like over the last five years, I haven't been doing that properly enough because I've been focusing on other priorities in my life. Um, but I kind of said to myself, okay, this year, you know, you're not as bogged down with the priorities that you were beforehand you've got space in your life now get back on and focus on creating these long-lasting friendships with people that you really want to maintain friendships with um and one thing that i felt i know this is this is a this is a bit silly um and and it's not for everybody but one thing that's really worked for me is i recently downloaded the whatsapp desktop version onto my onto my my laptop yeah. and um and it was thanks to my friend stephanie stephanie i know you're listening and now i just have kind of like in the morning i'll just message a couple of people and be like hi morning and you know either they'll reply or they won't and that's fine and it's no problem but i just know that i'm reaching out to to those people that i want to stay in touch with and you know checking in and just being like hi i'm here yeah. and then throughout the day if they ping me back i can get back to them while i'm still working on my computer at some point or something and you know and it's not all it's not like a s- continuous stream of unconscious waffle yeah. <laughs> that goes on but it's just a really nice way of you know checking in for me yeah, and I think that's one of the important things is it doesn't need to be this this sort of massive hour-long phone mm. call or or some big event. You can just 
just send a quick message just saying hi thinking of you how are you how's it going and then you know if they get back to you 10 minutes later or 10 hours or 10 days later then you know you've you've reached out and you've kept that you've sort of maintained that yeah. friendship bond just by that mm-hmm. little gesture mm-hmm. absolutely tell us about what's happening with the future of girl gone international sam so for me i'll tell you a little bit about uh, my journey with the group i started off as just somebody joining an event and uh became a host so i hosting uh, started hosting events for them and then uh four years ago i took over as community manager so i started running the group and now what i'm doing is i'm global support i'm working with uh other communities uh, so i am working with the communities in scandinavia and also africa and there's many groups that are opening up in uh cities not only in in those regions but around the world so i'm helping them grow their communities and just being a, a source of support for them and the group itself we are growing rapidly which is something i'm really excited about because i feel like the support that i received within the stockholm community just for various things just for me to feel like i belong at the very least i want other women around the world to get the same and experience that feeling of not being foreign in their foreign country if that makes sense yeah. you know you just you feel like you belong you might not be from there but you found your people and that's the way Belgian international is going forward you know we just we just want to be that that support to be able to facilitate people meeting other people forming these great friendships even if they there for a weekend or for a year or move to that country forever you know mm-hmm. uh, just for people to be able to get that bond with each other is so so important i think it's i think it's a fantastic fantastic global resource cat is there anything else that you want to add uh, yeah i have to have mm. one last question mm-hmm. for sam and it was uh, if you could uh, if you could organize and host one last girl gone international event what would it be oh my god i mean i'm still going to be hosting events for the group uh, going forward because it's obviously such a big passion for of mine i really love meeting people um but i mean if i had to choose my last event that's quite, that's quite difficult right um so ominous i think right? into if carlsberg did gone girl international events what would it be <laughs> i don't i it's a difficult one to say because i think when it comes to events i like the small intimate ones where you could have meaningful conversations and i'm also the type of person to like to be in a massive group of people where you have to mingle and you know go around the room and you know meet people in groups rather than individual people i think i i think it would probably be a room full of people where everybody is you know having separate groups of conversations where you mingle around and you draw you just like slip into that conversation and sort of make the connection between mm. people so for example you meet somebody and then they they say to you oh i'm going to brazil for the summer and you and you're like oh wait hold on i just met somebody from brazil i need to introduce the two of you and then you make yeah. that connection and i think anything 
any kind of event that I can do that where I know the outcome of the event means that people find the person they're looking for or the group of people mm -hmm. that they're looking for. So the main thing would be um, the more connections that I can uh, facilitate, the better. So that would probably be the last event that I would do. Oh, nice. Before we go, I actually, I have one last question. Um, it's, this is the, this is the, the actual question that was written to me. Okay. Uh, was, was navigating the Swedish culture difficult? I've heard people can be standoffish. At first, yes, it was. For me, definitely. I think that I am, I come from a country where we smile at each other quite often. We greet strangers. If you're walking, uh, you know, if you're walking on the street and you see somebody, even if you don't say hello, you do the like nod, you know, the like, mm -hmm. hey, how are yeah. you kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And Do I, that in Scotland too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I really struggled when I first came over because you do that and people, you know, you on the Tunnelbana or, you know, public transport and you smile at somebody and they look at you like you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that is something I really struggled with. Uh, but as time went by, I realized that uh, Swedes are much more shy than, uh, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just, it's just the difference of personalities. I have like mm -hmm. I have some of the nicest my closest friends are Swedish people and it's just mm -hmm. a case of exactly how we feel about stepping out there and making friends and putting ourselves out of the comfort zone uh, that's how they feel about meeting new people as well and yes it is difficult at first but you learn the tricks of it you learn about mm -hmm. how people um react to certain things or what works for certain cultures and it's not just the Swedish people I mean I meet so many women of different cultures um, through Gulgan International and you recognize things like okay with this uh, somebody from this country is super bubbly and in your face kind of thing like me <laughs> or somebody else that's a little bit more reserved that you need to have a more meaningful conversation before you add them to your list of friends and yeah yeah it's just learning how to break the barriers that each different each person has and I think you're right, you know, it, Swedes are not the only culture in the world that, no. that have that the barrier that you were talking about. Every different culture has their different way of breaking the ice or being friendly or making friends or so on. So I think it's, you know, what I've learned as I've spent time here is that it's just it's just as much about their expectation as your expectation as well. And it's about trying to meet somewhere in the middle. I think also not just with... Uh like it's even individual people right you can have two people Absolutely. from the exact same country and one is an introvert that would never go for an event of more than five people and the other is you know happy in a 50 person event where the only they're the only person talking and you know has the limelight it makes it, it is individual people. Definitely. Mm. Um, well, thank you so much for this conversation, Sam. I really appreciate it. Sam, can you tell us where you can find Girl Gone International for people who are listening? So you can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you just search Girl Gone International, there's quite a few communities, but I think the easiest way to do it is go via our website. Uh, it's girlgoneinternational.com. 
and you'd be able to see all of the cities around the world uh, where we have communities and you can just click on the link uh, of the name of the city that you are in if you're not in Stockholm in any other place in the world and you could find your community easily so it can take you to the Facebook group super Okay, thank you. And uh, we hope that you might consider coming back. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Swedish podcast, brought to you by Kat and Jill and our wonderful sound editor, Cecily. If you have a moment, It would be great if you could rate the podcast and share it. It just means that people would find us a little bit easier when they're looking for us on our download streams. You can find us on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Podcasts. Thank you.